says ready to go. Okay, we're back here on Seth and Sean Sports Radio. My name is Seth. No, Beth. Your name is Beth. what? Uh, Are you drunk? It, it is a. It is a really been a really long day. That's Seth over there. Wow. <laughs> is when I went to the COVID test, it wasn't like mine was any better. Oh. But I know um, my name. Yeah, but I can't hear you because it sounds like you're swimming in a fishing bowl. So you may want to put on a, a microphone or headphones or something along those lines. Don't have. Hmm. Don't have any. Okay. Well, maybe up the volume on the uh, the microphone. But anyway, that's Seth. I'm Sean. And you're streaming. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here. Um, it says LinkedIn says we're not approved for LinkedIn Live. I don't know who who is doing LinkedIn Live, but I guess we're not on LinkedIn. That's so, okay. I don't really want to be on LinkedIn. You don't? Hold on. I think we need to be here. So we need to be on – all right. Now we're on Facebook, and this is what we should have been, not LinkedIn. So Seth was putting us on LinkedIn. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't dress well enough for the show. I don't have a good enough background for the show. I don't wear a freaking Thor shirt. It's I, I set up the wrong way. It's all my fault. All right. So given that it's all his – his, okay, I need to – I'm Seth. I need to do something about that. All right. Can I switch it? Ah, there we go. So I switched the sides. <laughs> so now it's all about his fault right there. there so go. anyway – in Maryland, it is Maryland sweatshirt, in which we will talk a little bit of college basketball, a little bit of college football today. Uh, just as an introduction, we should do this every single week. The introduction: Seth Kamens, Sean Palmer, CPA lawyer. We've been doing this for about nine years. Feel free to uh, get us on Facebook, Seth and Sean Sports, Twitter, Seth and Sean, and, and anywhere else you could possibly find us, along with Seth's kids, Jake and Morgan. Will be on Facebook. So who will come on? We usually come on our show. Yeah, every and and Carly makes special guest appearances every once in a while. I do not have the privilege of having anybody interrupt my show. I am perfectly fine, and I know Carly is looking right over that screen. Is she not? No. Oh, okay. So anyway, so what has happened in the last week with sports? Well, first of all, the Jet. So I'm a New Yorker. Seth's a New. Jersey, but Maryland, D.C. type guy. Um, I'm a Syracuse guy, Maryland, obviously. And uh, we talk a lot about our own home teams. And this week, my home team, Congratulations. Well, Syracuse goes 1-10 in 10 to end the season. Is against Dino Babers, is, I'm assuming, is Dino Babers in any trouble? So there's two things going on here. Number one, 1-10 one in 10 with half the team that opted out. So Understood. I mean, I mean there are very few teams, and granted, there are some like Will Munchap in South Carolina. There are some teams that will fire the coach this year, no question about it. But Seth, those teams are football schools, right? Those yeah, teams are not. Season. No, basketball, my, lacrosse, one two. Right, but but my point is, football is king, and when yeah. football is king, you'll spend the money on getting a football coach. And oh, we got it. Looks like our first leader as well. We go hey. three wide. Wait, wait, I can't handle three wide. So I cannot handle. There we go. So now I can point that way, either up or down. 
So it's the our illustrious boss, leader. So the big boss the is on. Big boss man. The big boss man. So hello, big boss man. How are you doing today? I'll figure I'll remind everybody where they can find you. So I put this little- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. That, that we is did this about 45 so seconds ago, but please. How are you guys? <laughs> so, yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, we were just talking about college football and how Seth was asking me whether Dino Babers, who is the coach of Syracuse, is in, a, is in any trouble. And my response to that is no, no coach that plays at a non-football school is in trouble this year. And the reasoning is quite simple. There's no money. There's absolutely no money to pay. They don't, want to, do, they don't want to buy out. Makes sense. Right. So if you're dealing with a South Carolina with Will Munchap or even a Utah State with Gary Anderson, I believe Gary Anderson was on his last year of that contract. So it didn't matter anyway. Phil Munchap had two more years on that contract, but South Carolina paid their, their football coaches. Will Munchap. Phil Munchak is a writer for the New York for the for the for New York Post. Okay, much like Greg Little doesn't play anymore. <laughs> How many times do I mess that up? The fact is, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't just correct you; I correct everybody. No, that's okay. Oh, that's what we do. So, um, so the fact is, I don't think Babers even going one has a problem staying for at least one more year. I think half the team opting out is a problem for any coach that you would have. Yeah. And if they had laid down and lost 45 to nothing against Notre Dame, I think you could have made a case that he would have been fired. It would have been a very weak case, but still a case, because then the team would give it up. Syracuse outplayed Notre Dame for the first half of the game. So, wow. We now have I I don't care about Notre Dame until until they play Clemson in the ACC title game. Which I don't is care about Syracuse at all. So, yeah. well, let's let's talk about that. That's this week, the ACC title game between Clemson and Notre Dame, and my new favorite quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> I so, had to think so, about that for a second. Future New York Jet quarterback. Trevor I called Sean ten seconds after the touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs. No, no, no. My you wife, called me. No, no, you texted me 30 seconds before that after the Jets scored, and you said they lost the game, they lost Trevor Lawrence. And I was like, all right. And then I start watching, and then I really start watching the game because I had had it in the background. And I have never jumped for joy so much over <laughs> losing a game in my entire life. I, it was funny. I, we were, I had put him on speaker because he's so loud, I couldn't not. And my wife and we have, we have one family that we that we don't social distance with. Everyone else we do, and they were over watching. And the husband Adam and myself were watching the games. And and Carly can hear Sean screaming. He's like, "Did the Jets?" She's like, "Did the Jets win?" I'm like, "No, they lost." But but he's a Jets fan. I don't understand. And I said, "Well, it's very simple. They're going now going to go 0 and 16 on possibly the stupidest defensive move play." In recent memory. Well, um, I did, number one, I did predict that Greg Williams would get fired the next day. I, I did not go, that, man. That, that, well, that, that was a real stretch. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, from, from what I've read in the research between ESPN and Athletic, they played a cover zero for that, for that play, yeah. which means 
an all-out blitz. Like when you play Madden and you send everybody at the quarterback and leave the cornerbacks, the corners on an island, that's a cover zero. It was the first time with a lead in 15 years that a team <laughs> in the last minute threw a cover zero at anybody. The very, very first time. So, yeah, Greg Williams will be hard-pressed to find a job. I think he's done. I think this may be the end. It was, let's be honest. It was hard-pressed for him to find a job coming into this year. Agreed. Well, with the bounty he, and everything. He never recovered from, right. He had bounty gate. And then this was a – now, look, nobody thought the team was going to be this bad. But this was not a team that had Super Bowl aspirations this year. This team barely had playoff aspirations this year. Um, and the idea that – but the idea that they have not been competitive in almost any – have they been competitive in more than three games? And I'm not asking this facetiously. In more than three or four games this year? No. No. They Up until two games ago, they had yet to cover a spread. So, no. <laughs> Can I, can, I I mean, re- can I give my reaction to the end of that Jet game? I was sitting here with my future father-in-law, and we're sitting there watching. And I'm like, wow, the Jets are going to get their first win. Or he, sorry, he said to me, the Jets are going to get their first win. I said, the game is not over yet. <laughs> when they, lost, they, they didn't score on the fourth down. Or they didn't get a first down on that fourth down play. I'm sitting there saying, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And then as soon as I said, I said they were going to get the ball with about 35 seconds left. When they scored that touchdown, I said, this is why Jets fans are usually heavy alcoholics. Around this point in time, it took so longer than most, but he's gotten there. Yeah, so, uh, so Randy, this reminds me of a story about four years ago. My brother and I were at the. I've told this story on on our previous uh, platform, Blog Talk. One of our six hundred previous shows. Yeah, it's so, hard to keep. Which show was that? <laughs> Year four. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother and I are sitting at Giant Stadium for a Jets game. The Jets are up 11 with two minutes to go, and they're playing the Chiefs and have the ball. And we're in the, we're in the rafters, like way up top. And there's a, probably a 10-year-old girl with her father behind us. And that 10-year-old girl is bitching the entire time going, Daddy, I'm cold. Daddy, I'm cold. Daddy, I want to go home. So with two minutes left, she says, Daddy, there's two minutes to go. They have the ball. They're up 11. Can we finally go? They're going to win the game. To which my younger brother and I, both Jets fans, without looking at each other, turn around at this girl and say, you haven't been a Jets fan long enough. If it's going to happen to a team, it's going to be ours. And that's exactly what happened. Who else? What was so so mind-boggling was the play before was it whether it was a cover one or cover two? I don't know which. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar play. Aguilar yep. beat the coverage, and Carr just overthrew him by two steps, a step and yeah. a half. Yeah, and that was agonizing. Well, Henry, if Henry Ruggs is on that route, that will talk. Probably. If it's Ruggs instead of Aguilar, Probably that's the fastest all. guy in the NFL. Right. But you, but the idea that oh, they beat two of our guys. Let's have nobody back. It, it was like watching a Steve Grogan pass from Super Tech Mobile. If you remember, he was at the worst rated quarterback, but the balls were so high that everyone had time to run under it. And that was what the, the rugs play was. 
Right, he beat exactly. Once he runs a 4-2, he beat a guy, an undrafted rookie, who runs a 4-6. All he did was head the ball in the air and have it high enough for Ruggs to run under. Somehow the Raiders picked up eight guys on this, which is absurd. And you know the thing is, Seth, he didn't have to run that fast. He no, just he had to slow down. Down. He had, right, he had to slow down to get the ball. So there was either going to be a pass interference call based on the cornerback running into Henry Ruggs, or Ruggs was going to catch the ball. It was that simple. And when the when the play started, I think Iron Eagles, I think Iron Eagle was on the call. He said, How high can Carr throw that ball? And that's what he did. He just threw it up there and said, Go get it. And Look, more power to the Raiders. They're back in the playoff line. I mean, they are legitimately in the – and, Seth, you know from past years what I have said about the NFL. The NFL is a better place when the Raiders and the Cowboys are in the playoffs. It just is. Yeah. Now, are they a better place if the Giants or the Redskins are in the playoffs? No. <laughs> and actually, the Redskins in the playoffs makes it a worse place. Because it brings it sheds more light on the fact that the Washington doesn't have a team a name. Reason yeah, why at this point, because half of them have left due to Snyder. Right, but um, I think more about the team name. Right, it sheds that bad light on the team name in the fact that if they are in the playoffs, it's just another game that they get to play. But kudos to Alex Smith. My lord, this guy. Yeah, uh, I'm not. You, sure. you, you realize if he started game? the whole. If he started the whole season, that team would probably be up two games in the division right now, right? Agreed. And he might not have an ankle left. But, yeah, I mean, the, where he got, well, he already lost his tibia, so why not lose an ankle, too? I mean, yesterday, that, I mean, they had nobody else. I mean, if, if, he, if he goes out, I don't know. who the, It's not Haskins. I don't know who the backup quarterback is for that team anymore. Not Kyle Allen? Well, I thought Kyle Allen injured. was out for the year. That's why Smith is, is starting. And it has to be Haskins. Who else could it be? Well, uh, that's why they created Wikipedia. Yeah. But I, I don't mean, know how to look up the Washington football team. <laughs> I think you can figure it out, man. You're not my father. You're somewhat you're somewhat uh, internet savvy. I'll right, well, up as well. Oh, by the way, Ooh. they are www.washingtonfootball.com. Okay. I just go to the and pull up the roster. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to find a QB on the on the roster. Uh Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen is on the injured reserve. So yeah. It's uh Haskins, I guess. Haskins the backup. Yeah, yeah, it was nice that the Giants had the most impressive victory of the season for exactly twelve exactly twenty-four hours. Um no, was, no, they had a, they had the most impressive victory of the season. Period. You uh, thought I, the Giants win was more impressive than yeah. because Colt McCoy was was queuing and not Daniel and not Daniel um, Jones. No, I thought it was more impressive because they ran the ball through the they Seattle. Out, that game. Yeah. They outplayed Seattle in Seattle with a backup quarterback and and As, a backup running back. Yeah, and a backup running back. And I was talking with someone. I was trying to think of a more imp- improbably impressive victory that the Giants have had. And I mean, they've only really had one good year since um, the super since the second Super Bowl against the Wing on 
And that was the OBJ year. There was talent on the team. I don't remember the specific. This team plays with plays with chutzpah. They play with guts. The only games they've really, the only game they were really dominated in was San Francisco in game three. Mm-hmm. They've won five of seven in the two games they've lost. I think they lost by a combination. I think they lost by a total of four points. They're the kind of team, they're not, they're, if they make the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think anyone is ecstatic. They would probably play Tampa if they make, if they win the NFC East. Do you think Tampa is that excited to play this team again? I don't think anyone is. I don't think, I think Tampa is more talented. I think Tampa would win. But this is, I think they've become a very uncomfortable team to play against and will be for the rest of the year. I think a lot of it depends on who the quarterback is because I don't believe in Colt McCoy long term. I just, no, Jones will be back. they think Jones is going to be back next week. No, I'm saying, right? So, so it depends who the quarterback is. So, if they go into the playoffs and Jones gets hurt again, I don't think anybody worries about this team. I really don't. I understand they beat Seattle in Seattle. Yeah, no, they're not going anywhere with Cole McCoy. I, I don't think they're worried about him. If they play with Daniel Jones and they played in Tampa, I think no, the they'd be home. They'd have a oh, home right. game. Yeah. I think, okay, so if they're home, I think the spread is Tampa by two. I think I it's think. a little bit more than that. I think you'd have Tampa by four to five. Okay. Again, depending on what, what the last four games are. And they go six and 10 versus. I mean, I don't know how much better they can go. I mean, their, their division is just, I mean, their last four games are rough. But well, you know, they're I, playing Arizona, who's Kyler Murray's been hurt. I think they play Baltimore. Baltimore hasn't been great. By the way, let's come on, Baltimore defense. Let's stop Zeke tonight um, as we go for our first and round bye. And Kyler Van Esch. <laughs> Kyle Van, Kyle Van Le, No, it's Leighton. I thought it was Leighton Esch. Leighton Van Esch. Um, yeah, Leighton Van Esch. Yeah. Kyle Van Bosch. So, as any of you who have watched us over the last, uh, listened to us over the last eight years, uh, we host, we run our ESPN uh, fantasy football league team. We've won the title. I had to tell that story again. It still pains me. The Jay, Jay Cutler. Uh, <laughs> Jay Cutler. I think we've won it twice. We've lost in the finals three times. I don't think we've ever missed the playoffs other than the first year. I think I'm and getting. Seth, I think I'm getting Seth a cameo from Jay Cutler for his birthday. I think that would be fantastic, oh, cool. actually. That's cold, man. It'd be funny. Or, or I could get you Jimmy Clausen. That would just be sad. <laughs> so to recap the story very quickly, Seth and I do not spend a lot. So it's an auction league. Um, we do not spend a lot on quarterbacks. We generally spend at most $20 on any quarterback. This year I think we spent 22 on Rodgers. We don't spend a lot on quarterbacks, and we generally get four because it's a two-quarterback league and there are injuries. And every year we're good. We're solid. We until last year we were not because Eli was benched. Like the guys that we oh, thought we just got not we just got annihilated. We got and then so in our second year, we had Jay Cutler and we had a couple of guys that got hurt. So we were playing Jay Cutler and some other quarterback that was a good quarterback. I think it was, I think it was McCown. Okay, but it was a decent quarterback. It was a guy that was playing. Yes. Right? It was a guy that yeah. was playing. We so were favored, It was the best team we've ever had. We were favored by about 40. If I so remember. we generally take guys that are not great, but will definitely start. Like we love Matt Stafford. We love Ben Roethlisberger. Like guys that are going to start for 16 games until they get hurt. One of those guys we thought was Jay Cutler. 
So we have Jay Cutler and Cade McCown for the last game of the season. And and Chicago, I believe, was coached by Lovey Smith still at this time. Lovey so. Smith, Lovey Smith decides we're going to bench Jay Cutler. Now, the one thing about a two quarterback league when you have twenty when you have fourteen teams in the league is that quarterbacks are at a premium. So you're only going to be able to get generally to bid on the replacement for that quarterback that just got benched, and that's only if you're lucky to get them. So yep. we bid. Fifty-eight of our two hundred dollars on Jimmy Clausen. Now, for those that do not know who Jimmy Clausen is, he there's a reason for that. He follows the great lineage of quarterbacks at Notre Dame, following Ron Paulus and guys <laughs> that should have won a Heisman but never did. And Jimmy Clausen cost us the game because he put up a negative one. Do you understand well, how hard it is? To score negative one when you are a quarterback, it. Wait you said, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to go back. Do, see can we see the history of that? Of that. Yeah. Here it is. Uh, anyway, 2014. So a negative one, which means you get negative points for interceptions and fumbles. You have positive yards for every 25 yards thrown. Or, a touchdown is four is six, and rushing yards are ten. He scored a negative one, which means he didn't even throw for seventy-five yards in the final game. There's no yeah, way. I think it's even worse than that. I'm actually bringing up the title game. So uh, we it, had three hundred points more than anyone else in the week. Yeah, we it, and, we won the title two or three times since then. Hold on, but Here we should is. say why we had that. And for the yeah. first five years of our illustrious yeah. career in this league, we played on the backs of the Ben Roethlisberger. We, we played the Pittsburgh offense. We had Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. And there were no better three Bs than those guys. We and had, you know no one cares about this, but it's still painful yet funny for us to bring up. Especially <laughs> as you're going into the playoffs this week, because we are going into the playoffs. Yeah, here it is. We had we lost 164 to 56. 56? What, no, 164 to 158. Excuse me. Oh, okay. So we lost by six. And we had Josh McCown and Case Keenum. Oh, Josh McCown, not Cade McCown. Okay. Case McCown. We we actually picked oh, I can't even see because they can't show the points anymore. But if I remember correctly, he had Eli and Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And Mark Sanchez had the greatest game of his career. We got outscored 85 to like two by the quarterbacks, and we lost by six. Yep. So anyway, so we're going into we're going into next week. And if Kyle Van Esch has 10 points, Leighton Van Esch. Leighton Van Esch. Kyle has, Van Noy, Lee Van Esch. Has, Leighton Van Esch has eight to ten points, and Zeke has less than 20. We win. We get our first round by. So that's yeah. what we're lo looking for tonight. On top of that, we have Syracuse basketball at eight thirty. On top that's of that, that that's inter. Well, they play Rutgers, who's twenty first in the nation, dude. Yes, they When's are. When's the last time Rutgers was a ranked team in basketball? I don't remember. Last year. Okay. Like, I think last, bottom, before last. I think year. they hit number twenty five last year. Okay, so even I mean before last year, I mean like twenty years. What? I think twenty years. Yeah, 25 years. 
So college basketball is definitely in session. But more importantly, we, we still need to talk a little bit about college football in that today it was announced that Ohio State and Michigan was canceled. So Ohio State, it was canceled because of COVID, which many games have been canceled this year. Seth, really? Ohio State, what, really that a lot of games or really that Ohio State and Miami? Michigan were canceled. Which really, that a lot of game, really, that a lot of games were canceled. Michigan has 45 people that are eliminated from the game. Now, to be fair, if you've watched any of Michigan this year, I'm not sure that's a bad thing, but it doesn't really prepare you for the Ohio State offense led by led by um, Justin Fields. So is Ohio State done? They don't have any more games. This was it, right? They can't play in a In 2020, last year, Rutgers basketball ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. Yeah, 32 years. 30 years. No, 40 years. How to count. Holy crap. How old are you? 44. When were you born? Two days after you. (laughs) And yet I can count 1979 to 2020. Not 30 years, because I would have a lot more hair, a lot less weight, and a little, yeah, a little less hairs. Dude, dude, I knew you at 30. You didn't have a lot more hair. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was you a lot more brown, brown and gray. Let's yeah, put you it that way. You have a lot more hair. Okay. No, so the- Jake, Jake brought this up. He, he was my, Carly was talking to him, and he said, hey, he goes, you know, mommy, mommy has brown hair, and daddy has brown and gray hair. <laughs> I turned to him, I go, I didn't have gray hair before you. <laughs> that was funny. Carly. Wait, so, so is Ohio State done? That's it, right? No, here's what's going to happen. I think Ohio, they're going to figure out a game for Ohio State to play. Right, but they're 4 0, right? Not 5 0? They're 5 0. I believe they're 5 0. Okay. Um, you, and what's going to happen is this they cannot play in the Big Ten championship game. But I don't think they're precluded from playing in the college football playoff. Now, that whether a 4-0 or a 5-0 Ohio State team should be in is a whole other different discussion. But, I mean, can you imagine in a year like this where, where everything has gone to hell in a handbasket? Can you imagine Coastal Carolina at 11-0 or Cincinnati at 11-0 getting in over Ohio State? So according to ESPN, so according to ESPN, if Purdue, which canceled practice Tuesday, had to cancel against Indiana, the Big Ten could move get around games or have Indiana and Ohio State play again. If the conferences were not to alter their rules and Ohio State were not to play Saturday, Indiana would be the Eastern Division's representative yeah, in the conference. Exactly. But remember, just because you win the Big Ten Championship does not mean you're going to the college football playoff. Ohio State already beat Indiana. There's right. also a chance they play Maryland. Like, this is this is all up in the air. So, Right, but there is a six-game minimum to play in any bowl game. So they can't go to the bowl championship without six games or a change in the rules, one of the two. And a change in the rules definitely could happen. I mean, look. Yeah, the question is, is starting at second base in Major League Baseball every extra inning this this year. I mean, we had double headers ending after seven innings. Yes, yeah. the question is, do you really want it to? Do you want a team that's 
four and zero or five and zero to play in a national title tournament. Now maybe you expand the tournament, but I feel pretty bad for some of these teams that are ten and zero. Now again, normal years you're not going to have the group of five team make it anyway, but. I'm not sure it's fair for a team that's five and zero, even if they're probably would have gone undefeated. Okay, so I'm not sure two, but there's two things here. First of all, is it fair? Look, this is this is out of Ohio State's hands, right? I, I mean, right. So that's number one. Number two, I don't like changing the rules. You know, I am a purist at heart. I don't like changing. You're a, con- you're a strict constitutionalist. I'm aware. Yeah. Of oh no, not that. <laughs> no, I am not Anthony Scalia. But I am a person that like I don't like changing rules for the sake of changing rules. There has to be a legitimate reason to do that. And if you're going to petition to get those six games taken away this year, uh, the six game rule rule taken away this year, there are no rules that are comforting, like that are that are safe. And I don't like that. I like keeping standardization. Even if it, unfortunately, it screws Ohio State this year. Yeah, it's, look, I don't think there's a right answer. My gut would be if this was my world and I was running in. It is your world. We all just live in it. Yeah. Then Maryland would be be in the CFP. So let's be honest here. If it was my world, I would probably let him in, but expand the lead to playoff to eight games, eight teams. That'll never happen. That will never, you won't get more games this year. No, I'm just saying that is an unrealistic expectation for, I know you said before you could do one or the other. You would do one or the other. So I've always wanted eight teams anyway. I think four is silly. I know that, but this is not the year to put eight teams in. That's eight more chances of having a cancellation. That's definitely not happening. You're not, this is not professional football. This is not professional baseball. The question is this. I'm, I'm going to Ohio State's schedule. So bear with me. So they're 5-0. and They haven't been really tested other than Indiana, I don't believe. But I just want to see who they've beaten because I don't remember off the top of my head. They beat Rutgers. They beat Penn State, who's horrendous. They beat Nebraska, who's horrendous. They beat Michigan State, who's horrendous. So they, they've, played, they've had three games canceled, Maryland, Illinois, and Michigan. Obviously, Maryland was going to beat them. But – like i'm glad you like that one i'm glad i knew Um, no 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 i'm just saying that you could see humor in COVID. like you developed a sense of humor for covid congratulations it'll go away in about four or five months don't worry yeah my wife usually tells me how unfunny i am i guess it's just because i'm tall i think that's the only really saving grace i have at this point and i can put up with her michigas but I mean, it's oh, – God damn it. I went back to Warwick. <laughs> I went back to the 2014 team that beat us. Uh, Eli right. and Nick Sanchez. So, all right. So, if let's say Ohio State's not in it, right? Has mm-hmm. And I have not followed college football very much this year, even less than I normally do. And that – You're not too high on it normally, so. Well, going 1-10 in 10 doesn't exactly help matters. So the fact hey, is, one in ten over the years. So who are, who are the four teams? Who's I mean, because college football is over, right? I mean, no, there's games. There's games this week. There's one more week. Games this week. Because everything started late. 
So there's one more game. Yeah, exactly. One more. So okay, there's a Notre Dame is Alabama's a gimme. Notre yep. Dame, I believe if Notre Dame, I believe Notre Dame's a gimme whether they win or lose in the ACC title game against Clemson, assuming they, they don't lose. Right, because they already beat Clemson. Exactly. I assume Clemson is in if they beat Notre Dame, because I mean, let's be honest, Clemson has one loss in double overtime on the road without their Heisman winning quarterback. So then what, what are you realistically looking at? You're looking, there's nobody in the Pac-10. There's nobody in the Big Ten. Or excuse me, forgetting Ohio State for, for the moment. Because as of now, there is no sixth game. There is right. nobody in the Big Ten. There's nobody in the Big 12. Yep. Looking, you're looking, and here's where it gets really screwy. So there's three teams that you're realistically looking at. Two in the SEC and the University of Cincinnati. That's what you're really looking at right now. And well, it's a screwy year. Let's bring in Cincinnati. I'm fine with it because here I would actually bring in Cincinnati. And here's why. Number one, AM, nobody is impressed with AM. They have they have now they have one big win. They beat Florida. I'm pulling up their there. AM is number five right now. They're seven and one. I'm pulling up. They, you know, they they beat Florida 41-38. If I remember, I think that was the score. They haven't looked great. They lost Alabama by 28. Everyone's losing Alabama this year. Alabama is winning the national title. But they really haven't beaten, other than Florida, they haven't beaten a ranked team. So, and they haven't looked overly impressive. They beat Vanderbilt by five. They mm-hmm. beat, you know, LSU by 13, but LSU was horrendous this year. You know, they beat Arkansas by 11, like nothing earth shattering. Florida is, I believe, seven and one as well. And so here's the question. Florida doesn't go to its conference championship because Florida is in the same conference as Alabama, I believe. Probably the way that works. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. Florida is in the same one as Georgia. Florida is against that. That makes more sense. So Florida goes to the the SEC title game, loses to Alabama. Florida has two losses. They win their end. And they lose their out. They lose their out. So the question is, do you want a second Texas A&M team? Nope. Nobody is really that imp- – as I said, nobody is overly impressed with this team. This has, been, this has kind of been said all along. And I'm going to pull up what Cincy's done this year. I'm just pulling it up as we speak. Um, Cincy is 8-0. Is they have 200 more points for than against. They've let up 120 points in eight games. They've been impressive. They beat Army when they were ranked. They beat SMU when they were ranked. They Every game they have won, except for Central Florida, has been by at least 14 points. And, most, and only one of them was with – only really two games were within 20. I would – but they are playing an ACC. They are playing a title game. I don't know who against. I assume Tulsa, um, who is 6-1. and one. So – I, if they win the ACC the AAC title game, I would not be surprised if at nine and zero they go over an A and M team that nobody really wants to see there. It's kind of like a bunch of these years with the college football playoff. You've had that team that you really didn't think was good enough to be there, 
but they had to go because they they would never take a smaller team. Generally, the name is Oklahoma. Generally, the name is Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is not is not in, is not winning the Big Ten regular regular no, season. I'm just saying that is generally the name of that team. It's Oklahoma. But Oklahoma's had more legit. Michigan State went one year. Oh yeah, and with Bobby Williams, right? No, Bobby Williams. Where did you pull that from? Bobby Williams hasn't been there in years. Mark D'Antono was the coach for ten years or fifteen years till he left. But good call on that. That's in between Saban and D'Antonio. Um, but there have been a lot of games. Georgia is another one. Um, Oklahoma, yeah. Where Notre Dame has been a couple of times. Where the fourth team is that. It's a power five conference, but you know they're just not good enough. And if, if I don't think a team is good enough, I would rather see a smaller school who I don't think – there's only been one small school I've ever thought could have won a national title. And that was te- tex- TCU years ago when they had Andy Dalton. They beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I thought they were the best team in the country that year. Other than, and then, But they didn't make it because of the whole weird TCU-Boise State um, thing. And I think it was – so I would take Cincy. I have no hesitation, no compunction about it. A&M would not be within 20 of any of these teams. I don't know if Cincy would, but I'd rather give them the shot. Yeah. No, I'm told so, – so we have one more week, and then next week we, we will find out who's playing in the bowl games because whatever that means. How many <laughs> bowl games have played? Right. Well, that was going to be my next question. How many – I mean, normally there are, what, 54 bowl 40, games? 40-something, I think. Okay, between 45 and 55. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of bowl games. I'm not sure there are a lot of teams that could do that. There's some that are going to be canceled. I know the Sun Bowl is canceled this year. I'm sure there'll be others. But some of them border on ridiculous. I was looking at one of – I was actually looking at this today. They were doing predictions for bowl games. Penn State was in a bowl game. Penn State's like two and five. You used to be a minimum of of a a 500 record. All right, so – Bahama Bowl, Bahamas Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl are both canceled. The Red Box Bowl was canceled in July. I didn't oh, even no, know there was a Red Box Bowl. I didn't even know there was a Red Box Bowl, but there is. Uh, so that has been canceled. I don't even know where the Red Box Bowl is. That that makes it even more interesting. Um, no, that's you know, less interesting, actually. I love this one. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at interesting names for balls now. So the, you have the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. I'm going to look for other ones. Hold on. The Union Mortgage Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. The Cure Bowl. You know, that may be the most popular one this year. The Cure Bowl. The Cure Bowl. I mean, I think this is the old CarQuest Bowl because it's at Camping Stadium. So I think this was CarQuest, Blockbuster, then became the Camping World Bowl, and now is the Cure Bowl, C-U-R-E. I like that one. The Servo First Responder Bowl. Oh, come on. This This is good stuff. We make fun of this every year. This is great stuff. Maryland, both – I'm on ESPN now. 
Mer- they have the Maryland Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's what I was just on, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I was like, this one's fantastic. Why Duke does not play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl? They're yeah, not- Duke, is Owen- Duke is like 0-6. The trans Daniel Jones is not walking through that door. Brand trans- Hill is not walking through that door. The trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Tickets. Oh, the Music City Bowl. Tickets Smarter Birmingham Bowl. I think that was the one with Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. The tax layer. The tax layer game Bowl has been there forever. But the chance Okay, this is where I got caught. There's there's a title on I'm on 247sports.com called Cancel Bowl Games. I thought that was a bowl game. I was about to say the canceled bowl uh, game. I'm like Syracuse must uh, be so proud of the education they gave you. All right. So the canceled bowl games are the Bahama Bowl, the Celebration Bowl, which is in Georgia, the Fenway Bowl. Which was going to be I wonder Boston. Where that one is. the Las Vegas <laughs> Bowl? Where's that going to be? The Los Angeles Bowl. These are getting real original names. The Hawaii the Tony Bowl. The Tigers, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Hawaii Bowl. The Holiday Bowl. The Pinstripe Bowl. The Quick Lane Bowl. The Red Box Bowl and the Sun Bowl are all canceled. What is surprising about all of that? Nothing. Because they're all in California, Michigan, New York, or the Northeast, or Texas. I mean, well, I don't know. Pinstripe Bowl is Pinstripe Bowl is New York City, right? So I'm That's saying they're, they're all in blue states except for Texas. So surprisingly, they canceled all these bowl games. We acknowledge that we since we acknowledge that there's a virus here, right? Exactly. Um, believe me, I didn't sit in a car for an hour and a half today for the love of the game. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be. Look, it's just getting through this year for college football. I, I mean, everyone thinks it's going to. I don't know what everyone thinks. I don't know what Ohio State. I don't know how Ohio State plays out. Uh, if, if they allow, if they allow Ohio State to win five games, then yeah, then Ohio State's going to be the fourth team. If not, then everything is wide open for that fourth spot. Okay, so let's switch uh, gears here. The Baseball Hall of Fame announced their ballot a couple of weeks ago. Um, every year we go through these. Yep. Every year we see who we would induct. And the difference this year, more than any other, is there's that no, there's, no, there's no Harold Baines. Well, that's number one. But there's also really no slam dunk first year players. So it, it is an opportunity for writers who can only vote for 10 people if they have not been voting for people to catch up. So give me a yay or a nay here on these guys. Kurt Schilling. Yay. Clemens. What'd you say? Clemens. Roger Clemens. Yeah. You know who's coming next? Look, if I vote for Clemens, I got to vote for Bonds. You do. So Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds are all in their last year of eligibility. Schilling, st- Schilling ended last year with a 70%. 70%. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. Can we stop Clemens and Bonds. Maybe, except for his speech. Although that may be virtual, so it would be better. 
Then you can oh, press. I don't, think, I don't believe this is real. So maybe he can go. Maybe he can go. Then you got Clemens and Bonds, both in their ninth year. I they have not I moved very. What's that? I think they're in by default. There's nobody. No, no I don't think you're going to see many people voting. That could be. Those remember, those just, guys, those guys, Clemens and Bonds. If you haven't voted for them yet, you're not going to vote for them this year because you have a spot on your ballot. Well, you I think a lot of people are going to say they we you know we made our point. There's let's go through. Yeah, look, they're the best pitcher and catcher of our pitcher, pitcher and, and and player of our lifetime. I really like. I look through this list. I'll, I'll, usually, you read it to me. Let me go back to you on this. Would you vote for Schilling? Unfortunately, yes. Schilling was one of my favorite players when he was when he was playing, and yeah, Schilling's one of your least favorite human beings afterwards. I got you. Yeah, Schilling made me a Phillies fan. As a Mets fan, Schilling made me a Philly fan. Okay, continue on. Clemens, no. Bonds. Nope. Homer Viscount. Nope. Scott Rowland. Yes. You would vote for him or you think he'll get in? No, I'm gonna, I would vote for You asked me who I would vote for. Yes. Yeah. Billy Wagner. No. Sheffield. He's the hardest one for me. That doesn't if answer I, the question. If I take the same concepts that I do for Bonds and Clemens, then he's a no. Todd Helton. No. Manny Ramirez. Definitely yes. not. If you're, if you're not going the other ones, you can't. Can Jeff Kemp. Yes. Really? Kemp won. Yes, we've had, had this discussion before. He's like your modern day Tim Raines, Burp Wylevin. Jeff Kent is your modern day one for you. No, I think Scott Rowland's my modern day one for me. No, I think Rowland, I actually think Rowland, not this year, will get in. I don't think Jeff Kent. I think is the there's a there'll be there may be a grand, a big groundswell for them for him. Although I'm not quite sure. Andrew anyway, Andrew Jones. Understanding that Kent's in his eighth year, he gets a groundswell from 27.5. It better damn well come quick. True, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones is a no. Although I am Andrew Jones, very hard for me, but I'll still say no. Sosa's a no. Pettit's a no. And Abreu's a no. There's no way Abreu's a yes. Abreu should get Abreu should get more consideration. He's going to fall off the ballot. Yeah, Abreu I mean, was a tremendous player. He was. The reality is, if you're going to vote for one of them, I guess the I guess I would actually change my mind on whether I would vote because if I have to, if I if I'm going to vote for Clemens and Bonds, then I can't really have an argument against voting for Ramirez, voting for Sosa, or voting for Pettit. Maybe Pettit, I can argue right. against that he wasn't good. Or, or I so, if you're voting for Clemens and Bonds, you have to say yes. In my and opinion, to, to Sheffield, Ramirez, I don't think Sosa's a Hall of Famer. Like, I just don't. I think he was the one trick pony. He's very much like Mark McGuire. 
I don't think Pettis has an MVP. Except he has an MVP and 160 more home runs. He doesn't have 160 more home runs. How many did McGuire home? retire with? How many did McGuire retire with? 500 and I think it was five, five, eight, three. Okay, then I then I'm wrong. Sosa retired with around 650 or 660. I think he was right around the Willie Mays. No, 609. That was that little. No, 609. Yeah, so he's, so he's got 25 <laughs> more home runs. That's that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't do it. Now he does have a better batting average, 273 compared to I believe it was like 260. But I'm so trick Yeah, I mean, look, so I guess okay. So you said who you would vote? Who do you think gets it? Is there anyone but Schilling? The only other one that would that has a chance for me to get in would be Omar Vizquel, and I think it. that would be, and I think that would be awful. Omar Vizquel is not a ball handler. Yeah, what Omar Vizquel has going for him is 2,877 hits. That's a lot of damn hits. But he has an OPS of 688, which is garbage. He has an OPS plus. Now, OPS plus 100 is an average player. He has an 82, which means that's below average. His war is 45.6. Now, look, these are all objective stats, right? You're going to say he gets in because of the Ozzie Smith rule, right? Because he was so good on the base pads and he was so good at the field. Well, keep in mind, 45.6. Ozzie Smith's war, I wonder what it was, was 76.9. So 45.6 versus 76.9. There's no comparison between Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith was a 300 hitter. Ozzie Smith stole bases. And I I think Vizquel did as well. Ozzie Smith hit one of the biggest clutch home runs in the history of Major League Baseball that no one remembers in 1980. I want to say it was 85 against the Dodgers. And Ozzie Smith. we We all remember Jack Buck's call. Touch him all Touch him all out. Yeah. Um, and Ozzie Smith is the greatest defensive shortstop of our lifetime. Omar Vizquel was very good, but you know my feelings on Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is Hall of Great. There, I, I hate Schilling, but Schilling was a great pitcher. If we're not including the steroids, there's no one else. I don't think there's anyone else in this group. I mean, the best player to be outside of this group is either Roland or Helton. Who are good players? Yep. But in in the weakness of third baseman in the Hall of Fame, may get rolling in. Plus, he played on a crappy team forever, so no one really. It's hard to gauge. But it's a it's not a it's not a strong class. Well, well here's I'm a not better one for you to watch to watch a Kurt Schilling speech. Hold on, but here's a better question for you. Does Ozzie Smith get in your Hall of Fame? Yeah, because he was the best shortstop in the National League for 10 years. I like the best of a – he was the second best behind Ripken in the league. I have to look at his stats. I don't know. I'm just doing off the top. My gut would be yes. But I'm also usually harsher on – 
I, I have I have a higher higher bar for Hall of Fame than typically you do. So I understand why you asked me that, that question. What'd you say? I know that. So I think he's the third best shortstop of that generation. So I have – obviously you have Ripken. You know, people don't remember is that Robin Yap played shortstop. And Robin Yap was just as much as he played shortstop. So I have him as an outfielder. I understand the point, but I would have him as a – from – I mean, I don't even remember who the best shortstop was in the National League before him. Was it Gary Templeton? I, I honestly don't remember. Or is it? Uh, oh, he traded for Gary Templeton. Who? He got traded. Yeah, he was traded for Gary. Gary Templeton. Yeah, one of the one of the more brilliant trades by the Padres. Between that and the uh, and the Roberto Alomar, which was an awesome trade, to be fair, on, on everybody. Very rarely do you have four players, and they're all really, really good. But who was the best National League shortstop prior to Ozzie Smith? Was it Dave Concepcion? I, I, I really don't remember. No. Really? Who was the who was the who was the, who was the All Star shortstop you're before? You're I can't you're hear you. I can't hear you. Your microphone is so going. Looking, blah, 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 blah. Okay, because I'm not talking. You're always talking. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, it's just a little cranky. So you're talking about early 70s. Or mid 70s. Talking early 70s, right? Yeah, I, I mean. Your your guess is probably Dave Concepcion or not Buddy. Um, okay, I'm looking. I'm trying to think, the there weren't the top line shortstops of the seventies: Toby Hara, Mark Blanger, who's a good defense, no bat. Davey Concepcion, Larry Boa, Rick Burleson. Don Kessinger. I don't even know who the hell Don Kessinger is. Like this is this is a nothing list. Well, remember, but remember, shortstop was a different position before Cal Ripken, right? A much different position before. Which is why, though, I think Ripken was overrated because I lived in DC. Um, he's a great player and is a deserved Hall of Famer. And Ozzy, I mean, is the best National League shortstop since I don't even know. So, all right, we got I think we got five minutes left. So, would you uh, like to go? Or you you yeah, I'll start. Did you see what happened in, in the Champions League today? No, I know you're not a soccer guy. They stopped one of the games in the Champions League. Because the player accused the referee of racism. Wow. The, the ref made a comment during the PSG Istanbul game. Um, and they stopped the game 15 minutes in. Good for them. Wait, so the ref actually did say something racist? Yes. Or said something. I don't know the exacts because this literally happened as we went on the air. The game, was stopped. the game was stopped 15 minutes in. And at least one of the teams needed a win 
or at least a tie, I think, to make next round. Yeah. So props to both teams for really having the balls, pardon my French, to pull to do this. I don't know how it'll play out, but all the credit in the world for doing it. So we said two things before. We said having the balls to do something, and we just started talking about players in the 1970s. One guy that had the balls to say stuff in the 1970s and was an MVP passed away this year and unfortunately should be in the Hall of Fame, and that's Dick Allen. Dick Allen was the best hitter in the 1970s. Like, the best hitter. And the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame and the reason he was not in the Hall of Fame is because he was an outspoken guy in the 1970s in Philadelphia. And he was black. I was going to say, yeah. And look, listen to this. He had the fifth most home runs from 1964 to 1974. Who was he behind? Hank Aaron, Harmon Killebrew, Willie Stargell, and Willie McCovey. Those four guys? Uh, all of it. His 940 OPS was second to Henry Aaron. Henry Allen, Hammer and Hank, you know the guy. Hammer and Hank's OPS, 941. Dick Allen's, 940 during that time period. He won an MVP. He batted 292 with 351 home runs. Did he win an MVP? Yeah, 1970. He won an MVP in Philadelphia. No, sorry, in Chicago. He won the MVP in Chicago. Yeah, he was the AL MVP in 1972. Yep. The reason why this man is not in the Hall of Fame is because he's black and because he came up in a time where black people did not speak, and he spoke. And the, his number this past year was retired by the Phillies, his number 15. He... He's coming up again in the Veterans Committee this year for Hall of Fame. This, this reminds me so much of Ron Santo. It's sick that he's going to be elected the year after he passes away. That's you know how many votes you know how many votes he missed he missed by? I believe it was one. One. That's garbage. That's absolute garbage. Baseball and the baseball hall of fame writers. Seth, I know you're a small Hall of Fame guy. It doesn't matter. The Hall of Fame's big, right? You may be a yeah. small guy. It's a big place. This guy should have been in the Hall of Fame a long damn time ago. And well, look, we now have we now have thresholds. Yeah, it's called Harold Baines. Oh, Harold Baines. Oh. All right. With that, we'll see you next week. We'll talk a little bit more about the college football and college and we'll football. See if we can find, we'll see if we can find James Harden. Wherever he may be. Wherever he may be. He'll probably wind up in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn will give away about nine draft picks. Dude, Billy King is not walking through that door. With so that, with that, that, nope. That's Seth. I'm Sean. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah.